Well, welcome to the Vineyard Collective Podcast. My name is Daniel, and I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Julie, and I'm one of your other hosts. And we have an exciting podcast for you today. Really excited, actually, to address some hot topics, which is... Pretty ironic since it's freezing in here. It is freezing in here. I mean, is everybody cold? I'm very cold, actually. I'm usually not cold. Well, we're excited to have uh, some amazing guests with us. Mike Yoder, uh, our senior pastor at the Vineyard Mm -hmm. Church of Central Illinois. Yeah, tell something fun about yourself, Mike. Something fun about me? Uh, that I'm freezing right now, and normally I am very, very warm-blooded. With so it's unbelievable that we found the one spot in this building. Come on, uh, it's true. that I'm actually cold. It's so, true. That's really good. Um, Watch out for Mike Yoder taking naps. Other fun facts: future. I'm sitting <laughs> next to my former basketball coach in high Ooh. school, right here. Oh, we were gonna uh, makes we were, me feel old. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't surprise yeah. me. That. Well, our other guest is Jim Plank, and Jim, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Uh, I'm a campus pastor in Sullivan. I've lived there with my wife. I have six children. Um, Lori and I have been there for a long time and have been part of this church since about 1992. Yeah. So, yeah. been around for a while. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, so were you his principal? Wait. Yeah, yes. I do have some great stories on Mike, so oh, you no. can ask me later. I, I won't give them now. By great stories, he means of like how great I was. Is oh. what he actually mm-hmm. mean by that. Can we hear a yeah, short right, one? Because, I mean, this is just too good. It's too good to have both Was of he ever here. called down to the principal's office? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, question. maybe not down, but it got crossed the hall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, once or twice, but mostly to be praised, I think, is what that was. That's oh. all I remember. I, but we're going to run right out of time if we're not careful oh. here, my, guys. My memory's a little short, I'm, you know, so. Yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate you're that. Lucky. Good job, Jim. I'll pay wow. you later. Wow. Yeah, well, you guys tried. You guys tried. Before we dive in, uh, <laughs> here's some just some get to know you, so, something to get to know you a little bit. And I know you guys come from maybe not huge families, but bigger families. So sibling, sibling rivalries might happen. So maybe maybe mention one of the most memorable sibling oh. tensions that you've had in your mm-hmm. life. Um, for me, probably I, I love. I have a sister who's just older than myself, um, so. Often I would give her kind of just just egg her on, just kind of upset her and see what kind of like things that I could do to make it really annoying. I'm a youngest child, so don't hold that against me, but um, <laughs> I'm a youngest child, so I probably got away with some things I shouldn't. So that would always make her really angry, and so I'd always make sure she knew that I got away with something. Yeah, It is the youngest that always are causing the trouble, though, because mine was the opposite. It was with my sister who was the youngest. We, actually, we didn't have a lot of rivalry. I wasn't like ever. I had... I had there was four of us. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of rivalry directly, but except maybe like me and my brother competed to see who could annoy Cheryl, my younger sister, the most. <laughs> so we kind of did it, but we did it in the opposite. We did it to the youngest, yeah. you know, and she probably deserved it. So, so hopefully she'll watch this. It. Yeah. And hopefully I get to win a little bit right now because I get to say it right now and chat's not here to help. So oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, that'll work. Wow. <laughs> the rivalry lives Winning. on. It does. Yeah. It does. Julie comes from a very large family. I do come from a large family. I have four brothers. And um, actually, the brother that I fought the most with was my brother, Jay, who is about two years younger than me. And I developed the most amazing um, technique to get him off my back. It was called the claw, (laughs) where you take your fingernails into their forearm and you rake backwards. It was pretty much the only defense I had. Don't worry, Mike doesn't have any. I'm safe. I'm all good. Has this happened? Yes. That's why they're sitting apart. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Luckily, she got over that, but the claw is legendary. Yeah, the the claw is legendary, actually. We we had a lot of tips. Now we are neighbors, and he's part of our church, and I love him, and we're really close. So, yeah. yeah. You haven't had to use the claw in months. 
<laughs> Does the claw ever still come out? Now that's the question. Um, only to show my children um, what I used to do, like when I when I tell oh, the story. And yeah. then their fears and yeah. their eyes are. Like, and I tell I tell my sons not to do it to their sister. Yeah, oh my good call. That's a good call. That's cool. Or my or my daughter to do it to her brother. Yeah, that, that's probably <laughs> yeah. actually yeah. more likely to happen. <laughs> like like uh, like daughter or mother like daughter. Yeah. Well, For sure. we have been in a series learning about reckless love, mm-hmm. like how to really love people, even our enemies, which is mm-hmm. very challenging. And interestingly enough, it has brought up a lot of questions yeah. for people and it, it's, it's got a little heated and, and in many ways, like we are navigating some very challenging waters and so there's no doubt we are in tense times mm-hmm. there's political tension there's racial tension there's tension with a pandemic i mean really all of these political things uh seem to be happening at mm-hmm. once and so it is actually really cool we're going to be doing a series right yeah is that we're going right, to be doing a brand new series starting the first weekend of october called citizens of heaven and for those five weeks before the election we are actually going to talk about politics Wow. But we're going to talk about it from the lens of being first citizens of heaven. Come on. And that's what the Bible tells mm-hmm. us. And we're going to unpack what that means because while we are citizens of heaven, we live our life out on earth as citizens of countries. And we're, we're going to ask the question, you know, what is the kingdom of God? What does it mean to be a citizen of heaven? How should we be participating mm-hmm. in politics? How, how can we value both sides? And then how can we honor the government moving forward? And I'm excited because we're going to hear from Putty and Di, and we actually have a guest coming, Gino yeah. Allison. Gino is yep. amazing. He's amazing. He yeah. is a pastor in Chicago, the South Suburban um, Vineyard there and planted out of our church. And so I think it's going to be an awesome series, and we hope that you'll join us. And yeah. Yeah, yeah it's be awesome. Great. Well, let's just dive right in because, you know, w- we mentioned politics and the political tension or, or season that we're in. And so... You guys, being a pastor, being pastors, senior pastor, campus pastor, how has it been for you? Well, let's see. This feels like (laughs) this whole thing, as soon as politics comes up as a pastor, honestly, the first reaction is like, I'm going to get in trouble. I got to stop. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it feels like. It's like, oh, man, can I even talk about this? this? Can we have a conversation that doesn't automatically get turned against you in some way? I think that's one of the ways I think that... Uh, I've probably experienced this a little bit, the politics in this season, is there's just not much that you can say that doesn't get viewed through that lens of politics. Yeah. And, and you really can't get away from the conversation at some point. It just yeah. happens. You don't get mm-hmm. the opportunity to be completely silent. Yeah. Uh, right. So yeah. no matter if you try to say the right thing, uh, it's not necessarily the right thing in some place. So mm-hmm. I think that's from my personal experience has been the most challenging is figuring out there is no right answers in the season that we're in. Uh, mm. It doesn't feel like. Mm. Uh, even when we point people to the kingdom, it seems like sometimes that's even controversial mm. uh, within the church, not, not even outside the church. Yeah. Yeah. So would you guys say that we are to be apolitical as Christians? Or non-political? Yeah. Non-political. Well, I, you know, I think that's a really good question. I think that it's almost, um, we'll take it through the lens of this season. You know, as, as we look at all the decisions that the church is forced to make, I mean, we've often told people, like, we, we choose not to engage in politics or getting political. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not God and kingdom 
in, in the work of politics and the work of politicians who are working there and the things that we can pray for and pray into mm. and think about from a kingdom perspective in the ways that we vote and the ways that we, we go forward. But in the lens of this season, it, it is very interesting because just about everything that the church is forced to decide right now in the middle of a pandemic, in the mm. middle of, of all of the other tensions that are going on, it has become political. Mm. You know, so it's political if you choose to meet in person. It's political if you don't choose to meet in person. It's political if you choose to ask to wear masks. It's political if you don't choose to wear masks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's political if you engage in discussions of race. It's, it's political if you don't. Yeah. And so it, it feels like, in a, in a way, there is no choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that There's no choice that the church has been forced into that place of having to almost engage with it in a different way just because of the season that we're in. And I think it just becomes really distracting, uh, Mm. I think has been the challenge. Like, should we be engaging? We don't have a choice. Like, we don't have a choice to not engage, but uh, it just becomes distracting. Like, what are we supposed to be focusing on? I think as the church, it's really easy just to get kind of like, well, either too involved or not enough involved, Mm -hmm. whichever side you fall on. Um, And... You know, trying to, we talk about living in the radical middle. The radical middle is incredibly difficult to live in. And I think that's probably one of the things I've learned, even again, is that it's not just something we talk about, Mm -hmm. it's actually something we aspire to, Mm -hmm. is to find the middle. And to find the radical middle um, is difficult. Yeah. Uh, Because really, when we talk about politics, uh, you know, do we do we pick a side? Do we not pick a side? We don't have an option of saying nothing. We have to say something mm-hmm. because actually the kingdom implores us to say the truth about the kingdom of God. So mm. I think that's hard. Yeah, yeah, is that is that your natural each of your natural bent? Because I, I I know it's like it, it's almost like uh, you would rather just maybe stay silent. I don't know. Is that how you how you guys feel, or or is that this been in has it been easy? Has it been hard? Like, I don't know. It just depends on when you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the day. That's right. Like, sometimes I want to blow up, you know, and sometimes I don't. But I, I've realized for myself, when I, when I want to speak first and think second is probably the time I need to really slow down. And then there's that's those good. times that I really yeah. want to just pause and not say anything at all and just go into a shell. And I realize that's not right, okay, yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think for myself, I'm just praying for tons of wisdom, honestly, mm-hmm. and discernment of when to speak and when to really close my mouth mm-hmm. um, has yeah. been important for me. And that doesn't come without its cost of, of thinking you spoke, of someone saying you spoke too much or didn't speak yeah. enough. Uh, that's just, that's where we are. And so I'm, I'm aware of that. Um, I've just realized in the whole thing of I've got to learn to live with my, my own self of like, where's, where's God calling me to speak out? Where's he calling me to be quiet? Can I pillow my head at night and say, I actually did what I believe God was calling me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's I, part of leadership. I, I, I would agree with that. I think there's, there's I, I think my natural bent, if you're asking for that, would be natural. Like, no, I don't want to have to engage in mm-hmm. a political discussion. I'd rather much talk about the things of the kingdom, but where the things of the kingdom are intersecting right now with our world and with the place of politics then I think we have uh, a call to engage, a, mm-hmm. a call to engage and not be silent. Um, but at the same time, it's how do we walk in that place of the radical middle? How do we walk down that place and say, hey, actually, we're, we're pastoring and ministering to both sides of this. It's a lot easier to pick a side and just just live over there mm-hmm. than it is to ride down that, that middle and say, hey, we're going to have conversations and bring the kingdom to both of these places because our job is to bring reconciliation, not division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's hard. 
the radical middle is actually radical. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very sad. It's actually... It's not comfortable. Yeah, it's extremely challenging to say there. Very uncomfortable. It actually leads us perfectly to our next question. As a church, are we part of a political party? Mm, A political party. Yeah. Well, as Hap likes to say that we're part of the Trinity party, so I don't know if that counts. (laughs) Uh, You know, he loves that one. uh, Father, Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Trinity. (laughs) It won't be on this year's ballot. um, I kind of wish that it was so I could vote for the Trinity party. That's that's where I want to vote, right down the line. But this is genuinely a question that we have had is people wonder, is our church officially affiliated with either political party, the Republicans or the Democrats? Especially as we engage on issues. Yeah. Yeah. The the very simple answer is no. That is not a place where we would engage uh, and say, hey, we're part of a political party. The reality is God is so much bigger than a political party. Mm -hmm. He's so much bigger even than than our country that he's actually loves the whole world. Mm-hmm. Enough. He gave his whole son. He gave his son's mm-hmm. life for this. Oh, right? he's preaching now. He's, he did. He's right. <laughs> so if he loved the whole world, there's no way we can define him by the smallness of just a political party. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. It mm-hmm. means God can live in those places, he can engage with both of those political parties, but he's so much bigger than all of that. Mm-hmm. As a church, that's not a place where we would take a stand of saying, hey, we're part of a political party. Mm-hmm. I think that in just in uh, thinking about that, though, people would like for us to be in a place, <laughs> if I could just say that honestly, yep. they'd like for us to be in a place where we choose a party as yeah. a church. And Why do you think that is, Jim? Uh, you know, we, uh, we often like people to agree with us, so mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I'm not accusing anyone of anything I'm not like myself. Yeah, you, know, you say I, that I'd humbly. I'd rather be in agreement. Like, it's just easier if I can go to a place where I live in a place where everybody thinks and things like I do and sees things like I do. Uh, because having conversations across those lines is hard. Mm-hmm. And I think go back to uh, Danny Silk's book, Keep Your Love On. Mm. Man, that sounds like a great idea. It's just really hard. And so inviting people into conversation when they don't agree with me is not fun. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a win for the kingdom. There's no doubt about that. But, man. Yeah. I think one of the challenges, too, is that we have to be aware of, and this was a challenge God gave to me, too, because I think early on I felt like I was uh, maybe earlier you know, coming out of college and, and walking through this. I think I may have shared this in, in some sermons, but... You know, I, there was a connection to you know more to a political party, and God really challenged me, and, and it challenged me on the area of authority. Mm. Not that I couldn't have convictions, not that I couldn't have things that I, I believed in or voted for, but when I started viewing other people through the lens of a political discourse, a political party, or or some cause-driven thing, as soon as I started putting people on the other side in the place of my enemy, and we're talking about mm-hmm. the, in the reckless love, our sermon series right now, we're talking a lot about this idea of enemy love. As soon as I did that, I stopped letting God have authority in those relationships. Wow. And suddenly yeah. somebody else and something else was having authority there. And God mm. always says, those are just places of idols. Mm-hmm. And so those were idols in my life. And God said, that's not a place you can be. And as a church, in the same way, we can't let, or even as a follower of Jesus, we can't let anything else. It's okay to be engaged as long as those things don't have more authority than Jesus does in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. That's really yeah, good. That's it, good. It really hits in, you guys are talking about kingdom a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. kingdom, every tribe, every tongue, every nation, like the kingdom of God, like how does that fit into politics? Like how do we as Christians like engage maybe in meaningful ways? Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because Mm -hmm. it's very challenging when people think differently, but yeah, thoughts. No, I, I think that's that's really good. I think there's I think there's lots of ways that we as Christians can bring who we are and the kingdom that's in us, that's Jesus, 
to the places where we live, work, and play. Mm-hmm. And so you can be you can be a politician and bring the kingdom because you carry that that influence with you and you carry the wisdom with and you. And actually, I think that there are men and women um, who are called by God to oh, serve yeah. our country mm-hmm. through politics yeah, and good. be public servants. And I even think like taking a moment to acknowledge like there there's not like us and them. Like we really are supposed to be one nation united. And I think... God so loves diversity. And and we see this. We we talked about this the first episode mm-hmm. that God loves diversity. I think yeah. I talked about like bees or something, you yeah. know, like the however many bees there are. Mm-hmm. God actually loves diversity. Mm-hmm. We struggle to love diversity because we want people to think like us and, and believe like us. But I think some of the beauty of the two different sides are there are beautiful things on both sides that are are fought for. Amen. And I think the the challenge is how can we engage in a way that we're following the Holy Spirit's lead, mm-hmm. that we're following the conviction of um, of what we believe Holy Spirit has told us to stand up for, to fight for, and each of us has different convictions. Yeah. And so, and we, we there's lots of different solutions um, to different problems. And so I think though it can become a challenge in those yeah. moments. I think we should be praying for our politicians, mm-hmm. not just Absolutely. even on the presidential level. I, I you know, you think about local. Yeah. local. Yeah. How many decisions are made locally that have deep effect on all of us I think we we as citizens of uh, the United States, but also as citizens of heaven, one of the best ways we engage thoughtfully is we research. Mm. And this is one thing that I've grown a lot more passionate about. I will totally admit I had gone to the polls before and not really known who I was voting for when I got into that little polling booth. And now I'm just a lot more committed to studying the candidates who we are voting for. And I think that's one of the very first things that we can do. But Jim, do you have any thoughts? That's good. I I think... Um, one of the things that I've worked through with a couple of people already through this season is just this whole idea of research. Like, so who are you voting for? What is What do they stand for um, is important. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's actually, you know, our local elections matter. I mean, so between true. Urbana and Sullivan, there's a lot of difference in all of the political ways things work. And so recognizing that and understanding that is mm-hmm. important in how we do life. Yeah. And so I think for us to just bury it and say oh, we're all the same is just probably irresponsible, really. Yeah, but. one of the interesting things that, that, I, that I love, too, is that even the the legacy of the church in the world today mm. was engaging with this. In the early church, uh, especially under the Roman government, like yeah. I was just reading about this recently again, just how they, even under deep persecution to the point of death, mm. uh, a part of what they walked out was praying for those in authority over them because God, had, that, that was a place of like, we recognize, okay, God's mm-hmm. placed them in authority. We're going to pray for them. Our testimony is going to be of how we love them, of how we see God's healing breakthrough come in. And there's just story after story of like how there was supernatural breakthrough. And what happened was over time that that changed. And actually that the under the Roman Empire, Christianity spread because of that honor mm-hmm. for hundreds of years. Uh, now, there was lots of other things that went along with mm-hmm. that. But, but because of that commitment to say, we honor those, even when we're under persecution, that we can find ways to love and honor because we are people without offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're people who are first and foremost defined by, in our identity by who Jesus says we Didn't are. Didn't you find a really good quote that you that we talked about, about the other politics? day? Yeah, about politics. Yeah, that was a, that was a great article. Somebody was, uh, we were talking about it. The article was talking about how do you, how do you help people understand yeah. to walk out these voting because it's so contentious. It's there's no there's no nuance, right? Yeah. That we talked about. Sure. There's just no nuance in yeah. how do we how do we agree or talk with people who aren't on the same side as us? And and I, I thought this was very interesting because this goes back to uh, a quote from John Wesley. Wow. Who mm-hmm. was a famous revivalist and and uh, 
huge impact on the, even on the church today and church congregations that are out there today. This goes back to a heated political campaign in 1774. You mean this isn't the first one? It, Wait, amazingly, what? it's not. I, I was wow. shocked when I read that. I was like, I thought this is this is only happening today. It never would there have been repeated. There is nothing new under the sun. There, there really isn't. isn't. And so he actually wrote this in his journal. And he said, I met those of our society who had votes in the ensuing election, and I advised them, one, to vote for the person they judge most worthy, two, to speak no evil of the person they voted against, and three, to take care that their spirits were not sharpened against those that voted on the other side. Mm. Wow. That's wow. I was like, how relevant is that today? 300-year-old mm-hmm. device, and it's still amazingly... Popping hot. Yes. Piping hot piping. words from John Wesley. Popping, popping, popping or piping. Popping hot. You know, one or the other. Pop it like it's hot. I think that's what you just said. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Way to go, John whoa. Wesley. You're popping wow. it like it's hot. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Even today. <laughs> uh, there probably is a song with yeah. that or something, yeah. but we won't go there. there, there I'm, I think there is. But Maybe. Uh, you don't want right. me to sing it. We're just all cold, so we yeah. want it to be hot. <laughs> it is cold. That's basically what's happening. That's where it was at. It was coming to mind for sure. Well, kind of moving, you know, it, you know, we, we kind of started out with this saying, you know, everything has kind of become political mm-hmm. and every statement we say is politicized and every decision we have to make, like we, we actually still have to make decisions, mm-hmm. yeah. but they become political. And so, you know, one thing that has come up uh, over the last several months is like, you know, it seems like that if you maybe pray or support law enforcement um, during this time specifically that we inadvertently are making a statement that we don't want to make, like I'm making a statement that maybe people of color don't matter or, you know, their black lives don't matter or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And yeah. how do we, you know, how do we navigate loving and honoring everyone, both sides, if there are sides, if things are pitted like we as Christians mm-hmm. in kingdom, we're called to honor and love both. How do mm-hmm. we do that? How do we navigate that? Yeah, I think that's that's a great question. It's a great challenge because I think the, the reality is we would like to not pit them against one another, but the, but they are. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, whether that's in reality or whether that's just in the media and what we hear, that's what it is like. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things um, that I've been really conscious of in our small town and even in larger cities as well is to realize that we have some public servants who are called to a great call. Like Julie said, people Mm -hmm. are called into different things. And I think that's the thing we have to be conscious of and realizing is that we have people who are called into that, who are doing actually the call of God's call in their life is actually what Mm -hmm. they're doing. And I, it grieves me honestly to think that we would have to think about taking sides, which is why I'm like, a, that's just not what God's call on us is mm-hmm. um, right. as a church. I don't believe as God's mm-hmm. call on us or the church in general is that because we're supposed to be the place of unity, not the place of divides. Mm-hmm. Although where we are right now is a place of a lot of divides in our culture. Um, so, you know, we've done things and just a couple of weeks ago, we did some prayer around the square in Sullivan and a chance to pray with the chief of police, like I love that. praying over them. And I know Mike has had some wow. similar experiences. Uh, I think... What doesn't get put out there, unfortunately, is that that's what's happening. Those moments. Those moments. And so that's challenging uh, because what people see is not always those moments of connection, those moments of support. Um, Those things are, so that's put us in a really tough spot, I think, as the church, but even as culture. Mm Because I know of lots of stories, if you read them, you see lots of really good stories of people doing some really great things across all different kinds of barriers, 
but mm-hmm. none of those are being highlighted. Mm-hmm. You have to really search. You yeah. do. <laughs> and there, actually, there's, there's lots of them, Yeah, but they're just not the thing to talk about because they don't really uh, yeah. push the issue down the, down the road. Yeah, yeah I, I keep being reminded again in this season of uh, where, where God calls us to keep our eyes on things above and not on things below. Wow. And it is, it, is a, is it, a, it is a lie from the pit of hell that we have to uh, pick one side and mm-hmm. demonize the other. That's not the way that we're called to engage. We're not actually called. That's the engaging in the same spirit as this world. And, and when I say that, in the same spirit of, of our enemy, of, of the way that, that our enemy, Satan, wants us to respond. And, and the reality is we're called as mm. kingdoms and citizens of heaven to respond differently. Mm. Yeah. And that means we can we can engage with with both of those to bring the kingdom into those places. And, uh, you know, there's... There's there's real injustices that have to be mm-hmm. dealt with right now that we're that we're having conversation about. It's a major topic of discussion, and and it's almost impossible for the church not to have a yeah. conversation because God lo- does love justice. But you know what He loves is is the public servants and our police force as well, and the yeah. people because we can look not at organizations but at people mm-hmm. and people doing amazing things to see the best for our communities. Yeah. And I had that just just recently yeah. had this. Yeah, great story. Uh, uh, we had. Uh, the city, uh, uh, the local city government had asked to use some of our outdoor space because we have our outdoor space set up mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Uh, for services. And so they were doing that. And I and I saw in that they were engaging um, in this conversation of race with the NAACP specifically. And I saw, you know, people of color. I saw the, the, the police uh, organizationally. I saw like the Illinois State Police chiefs were actually represented there. And so they were, they were all there having a, an amazing conversation. And I saw... Uh, you know, black representatives stand up in support mm-hmm. of the police and stating explicitly, you know what, we're wow. here to make things better, not to demonize, but to work with. And That's I was, powerful. I was so, I was so proud of of the people who were working that I had, I had a chance to talk with the the Urbana police to, uh, chief right after and just say, hey, is there's ways we can support you? Mm-hmm. Please let us know. How yeah. can we be praying for you? How can we continue to support you? I've had a similar conversation with uh, the Champagne Police Chief as well, and uh, we've been able to serve them in different ways by feeding some of them and connecting mm-hmm. uh, in different ways that we can serve. Even the University of Illinois has its own police department, and, and they've been utilizing some of our space for some meetings that they've uh, that they've had over this season. And so, yes, mm-hmm. we love and support the members of our police department, and we want where change needs to happen. Then change needs yeah. to happen, and we want to be a part yeah. of the solution, not part of the problem for them yes. in that. That sounds like kingdom to me. Yeah, That's the hope. That's yeah. where we're at. And yeah. again, it's hard to, but, but you're right. It's hard not to engage and for it to become political mm-hmm. one way or the other. Yeah. Right. And, that, yeah, and I think that's where that living in that radical middle gets really, really hard. Gets yeah. really radical. It, it gets does. really radical. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, like the I, radical middle oh, yeah. never feels like the middle to, to the, anyone else on either side. Yeah. No. It only feels like the middle to the people who are crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's the reality, right? Like, so when I when I talk with somebody who doesn't agree with right or left, and you say you're trying to live in the radical middle, middle, they are going to say, no, you're on whatever side they're on. You're on the opposite. Yeah. And so I think that's where, if I could have people kind of like have a little bit of a aha moment, would be, oh, the middle actually looks different than most of our views, including my own most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And so I have to go back and say, mm-hmm. Lord, where, where's the middle? Like, Holy Spirit, help me here. I, I don't that. know where the middle is. Yeah, I think like sometimes, you know, the frustration for people is like, are you guys being wishy-washy? Yeah. Like, can't you not make mm-hmm. a decision? But actually we have made a decision and it's not over here or over here. It's yeah. actually right here, right in the middle. It's radical. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's that's the so challenge good. that, that that's good. you know, we got to keep, Helping people see that 
um, we actually have made a decision. It's, mm-hmm. it's the kingdom, and we're looking for his perspective. So that's really good. That's good. Very yeah, powerful. really powerful. Yeah. You know, the, the kind of Wimber quote that you guys knew what I'd bring up at some point in this conversation <laughs> yeah. yes. is, you know, people said to him, why don't you go out and do things like protests? And his, his point was this. He said his job is to keep his eyes on the king and the kingdom and keep people focused on the king and the uh-huh. kingdom. He said, you're the church. You, people, you're the church. Go do the stuff. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of helpful for us to keep perspective. I think, yeah. like, people want us to take a side. They want, you know, to establish a position. Mm-hmm. It's actually not the church's responsibility. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to keep pointing people to Jesus. And I, I, would, I would say we haven't always done that perfectly. Yeah. No. Uh, but it's hard. Like, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It's, but it's, it is our been, job. It's been a hard season to navigate. And I'm sure, you know, we've made mistakes along the way. We've, mm-hmm. yeah. we, we've tried to do our very best in that moment mm-hmm. to serve the best of the people that we're at. And I think that's, that's true. But I think that that same place of engagement, we've talked about this before. We've talked about it in, in, in some of our messaging, too, that engagement doesn't necessarily mean agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's just engaging the kingdom. You know, I yeah. love watching the, uh, we're watching that Chosen series right now. I love it. Uh, I don't know if any of you have been so watching. Good. It's such a good Cried series about the story episode. of Jesus. Know, like, too. Holy Spirit is just on that. There's just some places yeah. where you're just bringing tears. I literally tears. cannot wait for season two. It just brings yeah. tears to my eyes as, yeah. I'm, as I'm watching, you know, Jesus engage. Yeah. And so many saying, why would you ever talk to that person? Yeah. Why would you have these people, this ragtag group of disciples, why would you hang out with them? Right. And Jesus is like, I'm here to bring the kingdom. Yeah. I'm yeah. here to bring who I am to them. You can and see I him love celebrating it. their difference. Yeah. yeah. And the, the diversity. It's so and true. always calling them to himself. Yeah. And that's yeah. our job. We get to call people to Jesus to something better in their life. And I love that's that. Good. You know, one more, you know, just love to hear your thoughts on this. And this is a little more direct, but it's just in our culture right now. And how do we speak to it? Uh, I'd love to know your thoughts on the organization Black Lives Matter versus the phrase Black Lives Matter? Wow, we're going to get really loaded on these questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're we're welcome. Move into it. You're welcome. Uh, I think the very simple answer is Black Lives Matter as an organization, uh, So, which really has become a highly political organization. I would say no. Uh, they have a lot of stated beliefs that we would say are inconsistent with who we are in mm. the kingdom, who we are as a church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know it's also a very new kind of organization, very loosely held, and a lot of things affiliated and connected to that, a lot of things even outside of race uh, that are connected into that organization. And so I would say the the very simple answer is no. Uh, I think it's very hard because when you say that phrase, Black Lives Matter, of course we believe that Black Lives Matter. We believe in the value of, of life and who God created and what how much he paid for those lives. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think the, the hard part can be when you say that phrase, even if you can remove all the loaded baggage that lives with BLM, the organization, which is a very, very loaded, obviously, in this, in this discussion, even saying that is hard because it's so connected yeah. into mm-hmm. the things that are there. But again, I think as we engage, we're saying, of course, those lives matter. And this is a people that are hurting. So yeah. how do we engage with that bringing hope That's to those good. places of injustice and not diminishing the value of other lives at the same time. Yeah, I would even I would even push though to take out the words of course. I actually think it's just it's it's good to acknowledge that black lives matter. Those that yeah. phrase itself matters because I think some of the question has been from brothers and sisters of color specifically black. They've actually wondered like do our lives matter? Mm-hmm. And so I think and you didn't mean any harm by it. I just felt, you know, the Holy Spirit come with no, that clarification of yeah. 
yes, we believe the phrase black lives matter. And I think that the Holy Spirit is speaking and moving in this area of justice and he's exposing things that are supposed to be exposed. But just just yeah. like just that tiny clarification to say we see you and we hear you and we value you. Yeah, you are made in the image of God. Language matters. Yeah. And yeah, I think we're lear- all learning and growing. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, it, but it's an important question, I think. And it it's is. a question that comes up a lot. And it I is. think it's 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 caused yeah. a lot of controversy. Uh, I know, Jim, you said yeah. that that's been yeah, I mean, a it, question it, you feel. It, it is a question. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. we live, Sullivan is 99.9 something. Yeah. You're in white. rural Illinois. We're in rural Illinois. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it is a question I think that comes up. And I think that's, you know, what Mike said is, is true. I think it's so hard for people to understand that you can kind of, like, we, we, we would say it's about lots of organizations, actually, mm-hmm. that there's things we don't support about organizations, but there are things that they stand for that we would very strongly say, that's kingdom. Yeah. And so I think for us to just take one organization and kind of honestly kind of set it off by itself feels a little like maybe we're picking and choosing where we want to cut things off. And I know that's a hot topic yeah. because it's like, well, what about these other issues yeah. that are in our society, right? Like other, other injustices. Yeah. What all the other yeah. injustices Which is actually going to lead us right to our next question. So we've gotten this question, what about other issues of injustice? Do we care about things like sex tra- trafficking and abortion mm-hmm. and poverty, other things that our country and world is facing? And what, what would you guys say to that? I mean, I would, uh, the short, simple answer is yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the kingdom cares about all those things. God cares about all those. Those are his kids that are hurting um, no matter where they're at, no yeah. matter what's going on. God cares about the unborn lives. I believe that's true um, and has value for them. Uh, I think that's, do we, do we as a church believe that? Absolutely, we yeah. believe, we believe in the value of life. Like yeah. there, there's not a chance that we don't believe in the value of life. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes maybe the challenge is because we don't. It's not a topic that comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. Is people start making assumptions that we don't care because we don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I also believe that at election time, this topic comes out more often. Yeah, yeah, um, and gets politicized. Uh, I think that's unfortunate. I don't think it's good. Uh, it's real though, yeah. and so I think that's where I could just say, you know, unequivocally, we we would we would say yes, we 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 support life, we support the unborn life. We're we're not we're not opposed to to unborn life. We believe God is for that, and God's the author of it. I mean, mm-hmm. the story of our church, like Julie, you're here because of mm-hmm. that, right? Like so, Come on. you know, like yeah, that's that's hard for me to mm-hmm. understand how people could could think that's not a value that we hold too dearly. But I don't know, Mike, you can add something to that. If you yeah, want. I think you said it well. I think absolutely um, we would say things like like with abortion and that we value life. Again, it's a lot of it is this value that God has for the life that he's created. Mm-hmm. Um, so 100%, yes, we we would say we value that. And I and I see, I, I think a lot of things have been coming up too with the whole idea of, of sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Some of those things have been mm-hmm. a hot topic as well. Uh, and I've seen a lot of, I think, positives uh, in terms of battling that and making awareness known mm-hmm. for that. And I'm excited to see mm-hmm. how God's doing that. I know, obviously, you said, like, in times of, of election, these things always come up a little bit because they're good hot yeah. topic issues. And and again, always looking at it, where is God speaking into it? Where are politicians trying to convince you of of what they have or what they don't have or what the other person believes or yeah. doesn't believe, I think is really important. But it's, it, it is always a hot topic. But I think the very simple answer is, is yeah. yes, we do yeah. care. And we're, I mean, we're... 
the people of the church are the church, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people are like, why isn't the church doing something? And I'm like, you can do something. Go back to Wimber's comment. Yeah. Like you, you are the church, are church right? Yeah. Yeah. We have some amazing people who are passionate about these things. We can bless them, right? Yeah, we bless them. Like, oh bless my them word! Keep going and, and yeah. find ways to come alongside and support. Yeah, uh, I actually love this that. part about God that He gives each of us different passions, yeah. Um, yeah. different holy discontentment. Um, I remember years ago, there was a pastor who spoke on that, like this burning thing in each of us that God's given us to to right the wrongs that are in the world. And I think in this season, one of the things that has grieved me as a pastor is that we have looked at each other and said, how dare you not fight for the same thing I'm fighting for? Instead of, I'm so glad you're fighting for that thing. I'm fighting for this thing over here. And I I don't, I'm not saying everyone's done that. I just think that's one thing that I've seen that has Mm -hmm. grieved my heart instead of, you know, I think God is going to diversify what we care about because there really are so many problems in the world. There's yeah. a lot of wrongs to be righted. There, that's right. And there that are, is what kingdom people conquer, do. Yeah, it's, right? it's exactly. Citizens of heaven yeah. take what is now available to us Amen. and bring it from heaven to earth. And, and that's really what we're excited about unpacking. Yeah. So we're empowered to do, right? We yeah. are empowered yeah. and, to that's, do. And that's the example of Jesus. Is he, is he made what yeah. he saw on the earth was that was not right. He, he, he made it right. Yeah. He brought it. He made it better. Like yeah. everywhere he went, he left lives better. Yeah, and, and that was that's the the lives. That's the example we mm-hmm. want to live by as a church. Are we making things better where we go as a church? And that's not a place an organization. That's the people. Yeah. As a people, are we as the church leaving things better wherever we're at? Yeah, that's good. True. Okay, I think we have time for like maybe one more question yeah. for them, and then we might do yeah. something a little go fun. Go for it. Okay, oh. so as we move forward, you're talking to the people here. What would you say? Like, what advice do you have? If they were, you know, I know both of you really well, um, and you know, you are both great on one-on-one. Like, if you were sitting down with someone, what would you, what advice would you give them for moving forward these next six weeks before the election? I think you know. I think one of the things, if we think about election in particular, is actually those quotes that Mike read of like mm-hmm. study well, figure out who who is who are the people that you need to be like thinking about would be the people that you want to be running the country or running your city, whatever it might be. Um, I think the second thing really for me is to think about like not making uh, people our enemy mm-hmm. and, you know, making another party our enemy um, because that's, it's kind of really kind of demonizing the other yeah. uh, a party. And I think that's not helpful in, in figuring out who we are. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of two things. And then the third thing I think is just really like, Honestly, like we can pray about the like we talk about this all the time. What's the Holy Spirit speaking? What is he saying? Mm-hmm. What should we do? And so act on what you're hearing. Like you hear this Holy Spirit speaking to you, then you know, engage. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't sit back and wait and hope that someone else does what you're supposed to do and then be upset when it doesn't get done. Um, that sounds kind of direct, but I, th- I think that's kind of where a lot of what's good. My I heart like this, Jim. Yeah. So come on, Jim. You told me Bring to it. speak, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Go direct. I like it. Okay, uh, Mike. I, no, I think those are really good. I think um, it's a season where it's really easy to look at the person on the other side and and call them your enemy and do everything you can to tear down. Mm-hmm. And, and we've lost a little bit about uh, of this place of honoring. Mm-hmm. That we can honor even in places of disagreement, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that's really important. That we remember that we can honor in places of disagreement. We can honor this, and that in the end, our hope does not live here. 
our hope is brought down from heaven to earth because Jesus came. Our hope mm-hmm. lives in Jesus in his kingdom first and foremost. It's not in the right political party being in power. It's not in the right cause uh, being championed. Or the oh. left cause. Oh, left cause. Oh. Sorry. Wow. Didn't even realize. Yeah. I see what you Sorry. Did it's I not just in had to. your cause being, being championed. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that it is. I hope that those things of the kingdom are championed that you're going yeah, after. That's, yeah. good. that's good. But I, I know that we have to keep our hope above. Yeah. And, and, the, and the more we focus, again, on the problems and the things that we're seeing down here, yeah. the more we live in those places yeah. of, of despair. And because when those things don't happen, when the wrong person gets voted in, we, live in, we go to despair. Mm-hmm. That's not where we live. Yeah. Jesus is still in control. He's yeah. still up there. He's still, he's still living right alongside of us. You know, God, yeah. God is there speaking his heart and his love over this world, and yeah. his kingdom is ever expanding, and so yeah. we love that. Yeah, okay. that's really good. I mean, yeah. I feel like the verse of the, this moment is, you know, fix your eyes on the things mm-hmm. above, yeah. not mm-hmm. on the things below. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's like definitely a heated time yeah. for that. So we, we want to yeah. end a little uh, lighter. We, we play, like to play this game five for five. So Five for five. Ooh, yeah, so, right. you know, just kind of free your yeah. mind. Free your free, mind. Free it up, you know. We've asked you all the hard questions. <laughs> now it's just fun. Easy right. stuff. Uh, but, you know, when I say this word, then each of you, just the first thing that comes to your mind, and then we're just going to kind of go back and forth. So the first word is sports. Basketball. Football. Okay. It's football season. It is football. Second word is... Listen, you were the basketball coach. What are you talking about? I know, but you know, football season. Come on. You're true. It's coming back. Focus, guys. Heated. Heated. Okay, the second word is love. Julie. Oh, my gosh. I knew he was going to do that. I was going to say family. Okay. Okay. I win. Yeah, she's sitting right here. I got to gain the points while I can. Okay, only because of where you guys are from. Amish. Suspenders. Well, not where I thought that was going. I was going to say, I was going to say, can I say road apples on here? (laughs) Sure. What are those? Road apples, you know, like, oh, Um, you don't know what road apples are. Deposits left by the engines that pull the buggies. (laughs) There you go. On the road, generally. Road apples. Okay. Okay. They play a fun game called Road Apple Bingo at some of the fairs and stuff. There's like a pony just just walks around these squares that have no Okay, what did you think of when Amish? Like, what comes to your mind? Buggies, horse okay. and buggies. My food comes to mind for oh, yeah. me. Oh, yeah. They okay. have great food. Okay. Yeah, that's good food. Next word is music. Worship. Mm, probably Southern Gospel. My dad played Southern Gospel mm. and I grew up with it. So. That's good. All right. Okay. And last one is destination. Mm, I mean, vacation is actually just the first thing that comes to mind, not a specific place, just <laughs> vacation, destination, Are please. you saying you need a vacation? I need a vacation. I do okay. need a vacation. That's, I was just going to say away from up. here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you I'm saying? Wow. I mean, it is freezing in here, <laughs> yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not saying anything about you guys. Yeah. Or you guys. Okay. Yeah. No. yeah, you did great. It'll be good. Yeah. Well, awesome. we just want to thank you all for... Uh, just sharing such great wisdom. Thank you all for joining us. You yeah. can check us out on YouTube. Click the subscribe button. You can find all that there, or you can go to the vineyardchurch.us slash podcast and sign up and listen to it all the time. See you next time. See you guys. Yeah.